Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday to everyone. Well, I guess it's not really. Jeez, I you can I didn't plan. I did not plan this this intro. It's it's maybe not the world. If you're in America, it's probably not the it's not the happiest Friday you've ever had. But hopefully, we can turn that around with a little bit of best ball action. Shout out to our people in uh, in in Ontario that have been waiting. The uh, the Spike Week Discord members that have been waiting to fill a drafters draft to get your best ball fixed today. I'm joined by the one and only Davis Maddock. We're going to hop into a drafters best ball championship, $1 million prize pool, cumulative scoring, very fun format, excited to get into this. And uh, we're also going to give away a free ticket into this contest. So uh, let's hop in. All right, Davis. How how's uh how is this uh interesting Friday? I guess I'll call it in, an interesting Friday. How is how is it going for you? I mean, at least that's a Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> at least at least at least when at least when you are are living in a prequel to a Handmaid's Tale, at least it's Friday, you know. So I I guess I guess we have that going for us. And uh, I do I I actually prefer the drafters format. Uh, honestly, I yeah. think it's I I truly think the drafters format is more skill based. Um, like if I could, if I could have $2 million to top in a playoff format or a cumulative format, I would say cumulative is, is more skill based. So I love cranking these out. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for it, man. Yeah. I, we talked a lot last year, obviously. And uh, I remember you saying that fairly often that, you know, you kind of prefer the, the, the cumulative, have you been firing a lot more? H- how have you been kind of approaching? Have you been trying to fire as much, you know, drafters, as we know, Phil's a little bit um, slower sometimes. Hopefully we can help out with that today. But uh, 
uh, Paul V is actually here saying it's it's nine it's nine of twelve, so I am gonna hop in right away so okay, we don't miss cool. it. <laughs> so we don't so we don't miss it. Um, but uh, have you been? Uh, you know, you're the early morning cardio bro and uh, all that. Have you been? Have you been that's, able to get in any drafters in the morning? That's or what's what. The... So that is why it doesn't um, work out for me as well to hop in these because I'm getting in these when like best ball manias are not even filling at six o'clock in the morning central time, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I am, I joined them like the, uh, honestly right around this time around noon. Cause I have like two, three hours to sit around. I'll, I'll hop in one. I'll probably try to get to like 50 entries in drafters. Like I'm firing at it. And if it, if it looks like it's overlaying, um, you know, week before the season, my eyes are going to be so bleeding by then. It's so, like, I'm, I'm like, like I'm feeling a not super burnt out on drafting right now, but a little like I'm feeling it a little bit, and I'm just like, dude, by fucking August fifteenth, I'm I just gonna be like, oh my god, I'm clicking Javante Williams again. All right, <laughs> let's do it. You know, <laughs> that is so true. That's that's how I feel. It's it's Trey Lance. I did. Dra- I went on a DraftKings run for a little while, and that was the ADP is so bad there, like at least on underdog and on drafters too. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, I, I don't know how I would compare it to underdog, but it's not a, an inefficient market. It's at least relatively efficient there. The people on drafters have a clue of what they're doing. And so I'm at least clicking some different names and doing some different things right. in drafters drafts. But like on DraftKings, it's just like, well, Trey Lance is going at pick 115 and I have him, you know, like 60th overall or whatever. Like I just keep, you know, you just keep clicking the same names over and over and it gets really boring. But uh, I also really like, to your point, the cumulative thing, moving back and forth, I like it, it, it helped. It is a refresher a little bit to um, have honestly, to honestly, if, if for no other reason, then I'm not just clicking the same dudes rounds 13 through 20, you know, like I, like, Okay, I started my draft with I I got uh, Ayuk and Carr, so I know I'm taking X, Y, and Z. Oh, this is yeah. a this is a Mahomes MVS draft, so I know I'm taking Tim Patrick and Albert O and Hamler. Uh, oh, I took Daniel Jones, so that means I'm taking Daniel Pierce. You know, I took I took yeah. Tony, so that means you know, and it's so it, that actually again going back to the skill, but like your your player takes are more likely to get paid off in the cumulative format, basically. Yeah, I, I I like that too because I mean, the player stuff is more fun. I we I spend most of my time talking about all the other shit, but that's because player takes are way more fun. So much more fun. Who doesn't love? I was telling I was telling this story. I'm actually interested. So we only need two more. If you're watching, we need two. We need two people to to fill this draft, and I'll get into the giveaway in just a second. But I was talking on a, is this week or last week or something, where I was like, I will never forget for the rest of my life. It was the second preseason game for the Tennessee Titans this year because I was so overexposed to Darrington to Darrington Evans. And he's starting that game. I'm I was sitting in this chair right here watching this TV that's above me right here and like losing my mind cheer like he ripped off like a 15 yard run to start the game. And I like stood up and got excited. And I'm like I'm like rage tweeting going going nuts over it because like the player thing is like that i you're like you've obviously darrington didn't work but at that moment in time i'm like fuck yes i was right about this dude you know what i mean but like being right about zero running back or or robust running back or whatever like that like we're here to it is fun i'm trying to have fun doing this too and the player thing is just so much more fun 
Yeah, it. I mean, there's just there's just no doubt about it. It's it's just more fun, right? It's more it's more fun when Tony Pollard, you know, get it turns into you know Prime Marshall Falk or whatever, and, and <laughs> yeah. you're, or or when or when the Greg Dulcich false flag operation is uh, <laughs> is unearthed for what it actually is, and Albert O scores ten touchdowns. Like, I mean, the ultimate player take thing is Taysom on 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 under the where where if Taysom if Taysom starts like four games a quarterback, I'm gonna be like, yeah, Leone. Your fucking spreadsheets didn't show that Taysom is the man, you know. So I that that the, the Taysom one is like the most interesting thing because it's like I've gone back and forth on it like seven times. Like, oh my god, this is unbelievable! It's a hacker. You're just drafting thirty percent of this guy who's like a dog to get one score, like one scoring week for you. Right. So we are picking. We are picking seventh while we're waiting for this to go. If you're watching. Uh, we are going to give away a free ticket into this into this drafters tournament. Obviously, we're we're drafting on this format, so we're pumping it a little bit. But I have um, started to move a little bit more towards Davis's side of things. Maybe it's just because uh, the the toxicity of of like week seventeen Twitter and all of that is like ruining my brain. But I have really started to um, love what what is available to us on drafters, and so. I'm trying to bring more people into the ecosystem. So we are going to give away a free. You have to be watching right now, obviously. We're going to give away a free ticket. I am posting in the chat a link to a Google Doc. All you have to do, it's the most basic Google Doc of all time. Put your name in the column that says name. (laughs) Okay? Put your name in the column that says name. At the end, we'll spin the wheel. And whoever wins will get a free ticket. I'll contact you. I will contact you to um get your free ticket um and if i don't contact you please harass me on twitter or harass actually harass davis and then he'll harass me i won't i I promise you (laughs) i promise you everyone if you're if you're watching this and you you get you harass me to get you your ticket i promise you i will do absolutely nothing with that information i'll be like asking david kitchen for a fantasy insider shirt like that information (laughs) is just falling on on deaf ears i have one fantasy insider shirt myself and um you you could get one quicker from me than you could from you can get, uh, you can get one quicker from me i have like a stack i've been like meaning to do like a giveaway with like just like run like some twitter thing to promote the school cast and and that you would be much more likely to get one from me than from david a hundred percent you'd be more likely just to get a response from uh from you than from david am i this is really funny um it's funny to watch the Google Doc update in real time with a bunch of people in there because there's like all these blanks, like the like someone's updating like row fourteen, but like all these other rows are not getting updated. The shit that I'm uh, fascinated by. But Josh, Josh brings up. I, see, I love this. The like not. I guess we're on the clock. We'll get to this. We'll get to this in a second, Josh. Who are you typically taking here, Davis? After the oh, after the e- big Eckler. five are gone. Eckler. Eckler? Okay. Yeah. I'm down. It's exactly this is uh, I did I did one with Liam the other day and I was in the exact same spot. Wait, I was where six the and fuck? I took Eckler. Where what, what? Eckler went second. Oh, oh he went two. second. Oh, oh we're seventh. Okay. We're seventh. We're seventh. Uh, Dalvin. Dalvin is who okay. I would take. Okay. I'm down for Dalvin. Also, this is a this is a, a big thing also for me that I really like about drafters is I do get exposure to guys that like so like for me personally. Um, I know we differ on this a little bit. I'm not really taking Dalvin Cook. Not because I don't see the case or whatever. It's just like part of my strategy revolves around different guys. 
than Dalvin Cook, like on underdog. Right. But like here, it's like, dude, if Dalvin just cooks for even like seven or eight weeks, like he's super valuable. Like he's he's real. I mean, he was the 102 last year, and now you're getting him. I mean, we took him seventh, but you're getting him late first. That has a lot of value here, but it's a, just so much of a different game here than it is on the other sites, and I li- I really like that. Yeah, and it sounds like his legal stuff is is gonna go away. So I think I mean that's really the only reason I can think of that he would be going behind Derrick Henry, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. He actually catches passes. He's on what should be a better offense. And the four years younger. The other thing I like about, uh, I mean, it's such a simple thing, but like the other thing I really like about this, uh, let's take, what are the wide receivers like here? Debo's gone. So it's Tyreek. Oh, Evans. Easy. Okay. You like Evans over like Lenny and Saquon. I I don't really like. We just took, we just took Dalvin. So you, you you prefer to go to the uh, you don't you don't how are you structuring a lot of your teams are you double tapping running back at all or how are you kind of approaching that from a structure perspective on drafters so I it depends it depends on where you pick obviously like I think double tapping yeah. running back when you're at 10 11 12 where you can go Dalvin and DeAndre Swift or Aaron Jones or whatever that makes sense but we should get a running back we like in round three here could be yeah. Connor, mm-hmm. could be Elliot Montgomery you know round four which I think is fine in the cumulative scoring format actually very similar to the playoff format where just those guys are going to grind you out 15 a week um, but uh, but the the running backs do go a little bit quicker on drafters than they do on underdogs so I don't I don't hate taking Fournette or Saquon there yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Nick in the 11 spot here, double tapped Swift and Najee. That's pretty nice. Um, but then you also, have, it's really interesting because I really love the Diggs Devante pairing. I really like both the Swift Najee pairing. It's like you can right. see the different ways that you can build teams. We'll see what we'll see like what these guys get. Um, but I also like even still in the drafters format. I like having the the flexibility that the running back wide receiver start happen like it, like you said if um like if i pull up running back here that's quarterback if i pull up running back and connor is there or something we can take him if he's not right. it's okay and we'll have mike williams or pitman or dj moore or something like that and you can just keep staying staying flexible but you start to get pressured into things on drafters and the the, the structure i don't want to say it matters more but needing points in week one and week one through four or five or whatever yeah, pressures you in pressures you into things that does like on underdog dude, I, sometimes I won't take a running back to like round 10 or 11, just like, because it doesn't matter. Like, I, you know, it, it's just such a different game. I just can't do that here. You, you, you're gonna, it's a waste of $20. Right. I mean, yeah. Like if you are, if you are just locked out of running back in this, like, or, or, locked out of wide receiver like you don't get a top guy like you're you're toast so maybe a slight tactical error here taking the wide receiver because aj brown who is in the same tier as mike evans is still available for us i don't I, aj brown or etn or Pitts would be who i would take here aj wait hold on am i missing something I oh he just he went he just went he right, just went. He went right. Okay. so mike williams i'm gonna cue mike williams do you prefer mike williams to Pitts? So Mike Williams sets us up to take Herbert, obviously, and team yeah. te- like giga stacking teams, I think is really good in this format. Yeah. 
I like that too. I like that too. Um, last year, it's funny because even on Underdog last year, a site that is less um, beneficial to doing that, like the all the like regular season highest scoring teams were just like monster bucks on slots because right. it was like the cost all lined up well. And the Chargers are a little bit different than that, but still fairly similar. Actually, the Bucks, we have Mike Evans. The Bucks actually set up, you know, we won't have Lenny, but you could do something with like Rashad White where it sets up to do the same thing again this year with some of these offenses where just like, dude, give me all the points. And when it's full point PPR, you're just accumulate. When a team throws 45 times, you're accumulating so many freaking points that it, it just racks up so fast. And when Tom Brady never throws a goddamn incompletion or takes a sack like that, that matters. Yeah. And they're also, uh, Liam made this point to me, which like obviously is true, but I just hadn't thought, thought through, which is that, um, when you score like uh like when the buccaneers put up 55 against the panthers some week like that holds for you all year long like in a cumulative format it doesn't really matter in week 10 if lenny gets 47 it it helps your advance rate but it doesn't you know in the end matter which is like why like super stacks of the chiefs super stacks of the cowboys super stacks of the broncos i think i mean we'll see what ends up happening with them but these teams that are just going to score like 40 plus points in single games multiple times throughout the year are it's it's you're like padding your stats really definitely a hundred a hundred percent um what are you what are you thinking when you get to this to this tier so i've been taking a little bit of cam Akers. i do like um i like george kittle here i like Cortland sutton um Her- herbert's Holmes. gone or uh yeah. yes yeah i would take i would take montgomery or Akers here I, I think I prefer Acres. If you're, uh, yeah, if you're, if I'm, you're down, I'm, if you're down, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I've recently, how do you, how do you, what's your, what's your take on on Acres? A, I do think I prefer him on drafters. Again, it's kind of the same thing where I'm just strategy wise, these are the types of running backs that are really fragile that I avoid a little bit more um, on the playoff formats. But again, here on drafters and even in general, honestly, when's the last time we got a projected? Close enough to a workhorse running back on the Rams, Sean McVay offense in the fourth round. Like, uh, it just hasn't happened before because he because he came back too early. If he never came back, would he be going earlier or later if he never came back last year? But he came well, back and looked at Well, the wrinkle in time there that makes that impossible to answer is if he never comes back, they probably keep Michelle on the roster. Yeah, just, true. Just, just because they wouldn't have had the evidence that he could be out there. So you'd want a veteran guy like that on the roster just in case and i mean honestly michelle and henderson were both fine enough i think that's the other thing that's playing into it is henderson was good but he just he what he get hurt like four times literally yes and and michelle was fine until the playoffs and then he just i mean there was no room like he just he couldn't do anything in the playoffs so he's fine in the regular season so i think that's another thing that's playing into it is the market doesn't have a ton of conviction that he actually is going to be the, the workhorse that those guys were what do you think what's your how are you um i'm taking henderson i'm taking henderson so i'm taking henderson one because i slightly prefer Brees and etn to acres so a lot of the times i i am just taking those guys instead of them when i need a running back but then i mean henderson could just be the better running back right like he like i think he might be the better running back, but I also am not sure that Sean McVay gives a shit. Gives a right, shit. Which I don't think he does. I think it's it's one. I mean, 
injuries are going to frustrate a coach just as much as it's going to frustrate oh, yeah. a fantasy player. I think like how annoying is that, that, you know, McVay spends all week working on these game plans and then Montgomery or uh, Henderson leaves with an injury in the third quarter and he's got to throw Buddy Howell and Jake Funk and, is coming in the game. Funk. Yeah. And like, so that's <laughs> got to be super obnoxious for him. But uh, the, the, the big concern with Akers would be if what happens in the Super Bowl happens in the regular season, which was Akers didn't play on third downs in the Super Bowl, Henderson did. And Henderson looked awesome, which is really funny because in college he was largely just a a grinder. Not gr- he wasn't a grinder. Well, like pa- a mil- Pollard, a was, Pollard was the third down back. And when, Gibson, Pollard yeah. and Gibson played with him, and they were the passing down guys. I mean, yeah. Gibson had to move to receiver because he played with Pollard and Daryl Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson and, averaged like eight and, yards a carry. And Patrick Taylor and Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Five, <laughs> five five NFL running. It was the 2018 Memphis team where five NFL running backs all got carries. That was so fun. If you play college football DFS, you'll remember that team. Um, and their defense was horrible, and they played at the fastest pace in the nation. So um, it was really fun. I, what do you do here with Mahomes? Are you taking Smash it, yeah. I was going to say. Because the really fun thing about Mahomes is also similar to uh, – Josh, I promise we'll get back to your question on Week 17. But, like, that game is so appealing on the other sites from a Week 17 perspective because, like, if Mahomes falls, there's – multiple stacking options available to you later for him and the same thing with russell wilson there's all you can like never get locked out of that game and so but that's what makes mahomes awesome in this format too when he falls to the middle of the fifth round is that dude mvs is Uh, literally all four of his wide receivers go after him which is i i was talking with corain about this yesterday i think it'll be the only time in in mahomes's career where you were able to select his top wide receiver after his ADP. I don't think we'll ever. 100%. And I don't know if it's going to be Sky next year. I don't know if they'll trade for someone. I don't know if they'll spend a first-round pick on wide receiver. But my guess is this will be the only time in his career where this is the way ADP shakes out. Or maybe the only time he is the quarterback four in ADP, right? Yeah, yeah. he's been the quarterback one or two. That's Every it. year, yeah. And he, like, people, people discount it a little bit, but he does run. Like he does, yeah. it, like uh, similar to like Peak Rogers, where like every year he's giving you, let's see, 381, 308, 218. He's had, and he's had two rushing touchdowns every year of his career, which is uh, like a, like I think Joe Burrow didn't Joe Burrow run for like four touchdowns last year, like super randomly. Right. Um, and no yards and no yards at all. Yeah. But I just, I, I've seen these takes. I've seen these takes flying out there like Burrow should go ahead of Mahomes. And it's like, to me, Burrow is the worst ADP on the board in terms of, of what I expect uh, his, like I, I also said this to Crane yesterday. Like he's like, just kind of like fancy Kirk cousins to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, he's better, with, he's better than that, but worse, but he, and he has better, better weapons. Not, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I love, but better ancillary weapons. Um, all right. Back, back on the clock. We have Patrick Mahomes, two running backs, two wide receivers. So we're completely wide open with what we can do. What do you what do you uh, like? What do so you, if we if a... we if we didn't have a quarterback, I would say Schultz to set up the the DAC. But Dak. I think I think we take I think we take Elijah Moore here. I agree. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. I didn't want to have to like in three seconds make a yeah. make an Elijah Moore case. But uh, I feel like you know he he's not underpriced. Um, I think he's a, underpriced. I think he should go where McLaurin goes. I like that take. What's the what's the functional difference between these two? I think you could maybe even argue that Elijah Moore has a better quarterback. Honestly, sample God. size. That's it. Yeah, McLaurin. McLaurin um, has done it as like a, a target dominator 
uh, air quotes, target dominator over an entire actual NFL season or multiple actual NFL seasons. And Elijah Moore is on a, a similarly uh, bad offense or projected, projected bad offense that we had. We only saw it for like spurts, but the spurts we saw the dude was incredible. He's absolutely incredible, but like he has the jets stink on him. You know what I mean? But um, I'm kind of excited about the jets. I know me too. If that here, here's my, I want to, I want to hear your, your jets take, but, my my general take on this, on these kinds of situations, is people are like, well, but Zach Wilson stinks. And I'm like, yeah, probably. It's kind of like the Daniel Jones thing. Most I mean, it's, it's literally the exact same, except the Jets might have better players. But they, they have they have well now that now the Giants at least have Dayball. But like they have good coaching and there's weapons everywhere. If Zach Wilson stinks, it's gonna. It's literally because Zach Wilson is like one of the worst quarterbacks in the in the in the NFL. He is set up for success. If he's like a little below average, like what what what's a what's a below? If he, if he's Teddy Bridgewater, well, Teddy Teddy is like good for guys in fantasy because he completes a bunch of passes. The issue yeah. with Zach Wilson is if he's bad, he's bad. Like uh, Baker, like last year. Th- yeah. Where, where he's just like firing these horribly inaccurate passes <laughs> all over the place and they can't sustain any drives. Right. Yeah, like let, yeah. Patrick is, is always the model for this where he's a below average real life quarterback, but he's super good for fantasy because he sustains drives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like the, 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 the barrier to entry for good, for a good Elijah Moore season is literally just like below average play from Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, so lots of quarterbacks on the board here. Um, we're not taking C. I got, I got, I got Hawk. Okay. Or, or, or Burks here. Definitely Hawk for me. Um, we should talk about Traylon Burks a little bit. Um, I haven't been taking him a lot. Curious on you, on your, your take on him. Cause he is starting to fall and I'm starting to get. That's interesting. It's like, it's, I was, again, I was talking with Corinne about this yesterday, but if we get like ninth round trail, uh, the, the doomsday yeah. scenario I painted for him was it, it's it's week two of the preseason and the Titans say uh, Burks isn't available. He had an asthma attack or, or something. <laughs> it's like immediate, immediate 11th round pick. Like no right. one's no one's going to want him. And that's going to be the time. Because you kind of have to game stuff out like that. So you're not ending up with like, if you're drafting a guy, if you like his cost anyway, and then he falls two rounds, you're just going to be, you're going to have 40% of that guy, basically. Yeah, 100%. Um, really quick before we get back on the clock for any, we have a bunch of people show, uh, have shown up in the last 10 or so minutes. If you didn't see in the chat, I'm posting it again, the link to the doc at the end of the show, we're going to give away a free ticket to this drafters tournament. Just go in and in the first column there, put your name in and, uh, you'll get a free entry. If you enter your name twice, you will be banned from best ball. I'll contact underdog and drafters. That's it. We'll ban your account. Um, that's how I feel about Burks though, too. Like I, I, I really, I'm not even sure if I've taken him, um, on any site yet, but it was kind of because I, I, I didn't see a way, I don't know how you, how you felt about this. I didn't see a way in which he could really get much more expensive, but there were a ton of avenues, which we're seeing asthma. Wasn't the one I expected. (laughs) I didn't expect him to not be able to breathe. Um, as being the reason he fell, but I saw a lot of reasons as to why he could move down a little bit in ADP. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just assumed that general Titan stink would be the reason that he came down, but I'm, 
I'm like very bullish on him. I think he is going to be. I think he's going to be good. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he's in this. I don't think he's Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, but could he be rookie or CD Lamb? I, I mean, baby, yeah, I baby AJ so. Brown, right? Like just be super efficient, super good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. That. I, so we're we're set up to go anywhere here. Three wide receivers. We have Mahomes. Um, I guess eventually we need to start looking for Mahomes stacks. But yeah, what's what's not, uh, what's what do we yeah, got for MVS? I'm, and Sky I'm putting right here? I'm putting MVS in the queue. He's about tenth or twelfth. And the the issue is it's a lot of quarterbacks in front of him. Let's let's take MVS. Let's take just MVS. Take yeah, just because we we'd be we'd be hating it if we had to go with with Hardman as our as our guy. Yes, and I. I know I, I've I, maybe it's because uh, do you get this experience too on Twitter when you tweet about certain things or maybe it, it, it I'm just I'm just easily triggered or something like I write about a, a player or or stream about a player what like MVS is one of my guys this year like if you had to create a group of 10 guys or whatever MVS is one I think of he's them. my most drafted player like I'm I'm like all in MVS and so I see you know the the Twitter recommends to me you know, these fantasy football tweets or whatever, it's right. always people shitting on MVS. And like it, it, it pisses me off so much because I'm just like, dude, this guy is a free roll. You cannot lose with MVS. Like that's the guy. I want. It is, it's I'm, the, it's the free bet from FanDuel when you, when you deposit a thousand dollars. Yeah. So you same game parlay it, you same yeah. game parlay that free, that free roll. And it, it, if it misses, who gives a shit? Because you 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 profited before, right? With your deposit bonus or whatever was the profit, and they just gave you this free bet. Like that's MVS. I know one hundred percent certainty. Okay, ninety. Assuming health, ninety whatever, ninety five percent certainty. He's gonna provide, especially in this format. He's gonna provide you what three weeks guaranteed, where he just crushes. He's probably your wide receiver one. Maybe he's useless in the rest of them, but there is a scenario where he's like a the second most critical part of the offense to Travis Kelsey. There, that that is a realistic scenario. I don't know how real it is, but it's in there. It's in the range of outcomes. Yeah, uh, I mean, and and we're already getting the hype train starting early, right? We're already getting oh, actually, oh, yeah. you know, MBS is running all these routes and 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 stuff, but it's like. Someone has to run the deep routes in this offense. Not only, <laughs> by the way, not only that Tyreek is vacating, but that Demarcus Robinson is vacating. Yep. So I don't. I just don't foresee a scenario where MBS is healthy and he's not out there like eighty to eighty-five percent of the snaps no. for Kansas City. I guess the 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 doomsday scenario for MBS is that Justin Ross is healthy and and actually really good, and he he plays over him. That's really it. I think. Cool. Call me, call me crazy, but if my doomsday scenario for my eighth round wide receiver on the best offense and you know with the best quarterback in the NFL is a dude who hasn't played for three years and like what like three of thirty two NFL teams cleared him to even like play play like he did yeah. he didn't get he went undrafted because NFL teams were like you should not play football dude your life is in jeopardy <laughs> like if that guy if that guy is the thing that prevents this guy in the eighth round from succeeding i think i'm okay with that i think i'm okay with that risk i agree i i think i think you are i think you are correct in your assessment there all right um, so we got the chief stack we're we're very flexible um sky what's our, is available. What's our second oh we need a running back we need we need c pat or edmonds here i think 
Who do you, um, how do you have those guys? Do you have a preference? I'm jamming CPAT, and I think he's better in this format because I yeah. expect that at the end of the year, his he's 31. So I'm expecting Patterson to actually kind of start this year like he started last year where like people are scratching their heads like, this guy, oh, Donovan makes a good point. I literally forget this, that Pringle is gone too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also super fast down the field wide receiver. People forget that Tyreek became, obviously he still the, made big the, plays. The short, the short guy though. He was the second short guy to Kelsey. Obviously check downs to the running back, but he was like the second short to intermediate guy to the running backs because Robinson and McColl's incompetent. Pringle runs a four three. So he's so incompetent. <laughs> he's so bad. He can't even take screens. This is he this is like... actually this is actually wild. Pringle started out the year as a as a stone backup and ended up only playing like forty less snaps than Hardman. Only forty less. He played. I, mean, I would not have guessed that. So he played five hundred eighty six snaps, which is like almost fifty percent. He played. More snaps than Daryl, more snaps than Clyde, and doubled up the backup. So if you add up the backup tight ends of Blake Bell and Noah Gray, he doubled them up. And I'm I'm easy MVS over Sky. Look, I love Same. Sky. I, lo- I I think he's going to be good, but I mean his range of outcomes is like you know they're they're playing Josh Gordon over him. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like. And I same thing. I like him. And we have to pay for ceiling nowadays. It's not. It's not 2016 where we get to draft these. Yeah, guys I was gonna, crazy yeah, like feelings. like 20 like uh, like Best Ball Mania one. Sky Moore would be going <laughs> in the 14th round. Yeah, exactly. Justin Jefferson went in like the 17th round or whatever. Like that shit doesn't exist anymore. You got to pay for. You got to pay for upside. What uh? What, what do you our, like here? What's got... our secondary stack at quarterback looking like? I guess we're only set no. up to take Zach Wilson. Goff, Wilson, yeah. Goff, and okay. Zach Wilson. Probably, probably uh, either Penny or one of these wide receivers. I'm cool with Penny. Yeah, yeah I don't. Cool. I don't love I'm Christian cool Watson. No. No, I don't love I don't love Christian Watson at all. And maybe that's a blind spot. How are you? The Packers are another good one. The Packers and the Chiefs both with so much turnover that they have. Obviously, one team traded Tyreek Hill, the other one, Devontae Adams. So there's like a ton of a ton of turnover. How are you handling the Packers? I they've actually been um a lot of like almost like a lot of a stay away for me outside of the running backs. And I do take Robert Tunyon, but like I feel like the white dude. The Packers have so many wide receivers. They have seven guys, seven wide receivers with an ADP, which I think and has got to be it's got to be the most of any team. And everyone expects them to sign like a Julio or something like that too. So now we're talking about eight potential guys. Half of them are old as shit, and, and then the other half are rookies. There's like no or Amari Rogers. There's like no in between, right? It's it's so weird. How are you? Are you drafting some of them, or what's your approach? So when I take a Vikings player, when I take a Dalvin or an Irv Smith or an Alexander Madison or whatever, I just take one of Dubes or Cobb, depending on the structure of the team. If okay. it's a team, if it's a team that doesn't like, if I haven't taken, you know, two rookie wide receivers or one of the guys who's injured, you know, to start the year, like a Godwin mm-hmm. or something, I'll take Dubes. If it's a team that just might need twelve points three times, I take Randall Cobb. Yeah, it's funny. Um, shout out to uh, Hacker is his name in, in our Discord. He also uh, is a huge, huge piece of the the Spike Week team building some of these tools that we're building. And he's been he's been ringing the bell for Randall Cobb. Um, and 
I, I'll say both of you guys have me like at least remotely. Interested I mean, there. I, Aaron Rodgers is the biggest dickhead in the league. He will only <laughs> throw you the ball if he likes you. He, I believe, James Jones scored fifteen touchdowns at the age of thirty. I'm, I'm, it was I, a I'm million. A, it was I'm a gonna, million touchdowns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check myself. He was twenty eight and he scored fourteen touchdowns on ninety eight targets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, but to that point, everybody keeps saying like, oh, is it Dubes? Is it Sammy Watkins? Is it? I, I is mean, what? Sammy is, I, I would love Are you for drafting Sam- Sammy. Are you drafting Sammy? You I mean, well, what, you can't get even on a guy if you stop drafting him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's saying like, I have to draft Darrington Evans now in the 18th round and pray he makes the Bears. He, I was going to say, is, I was going to say, is he even on a team? He's on the Bears. He's going to get cut. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we, I think we take a tight end here. Uh, this is a little early. This is a little early. I mean, Rashad White, I like. Uh, yeah. Car and, car uh, oh, and no, Al- Alberto. Alberto. I didn't realize his oh. ADP was so early here. Okay, so then we take Alberto and we're done at tight end. Yes. Because we have Hawk and Alberto, which are two pretty fun. Check and make sure they side. don't have the same bye week. Oh, fuck yeah. I haven't, I haven't done that math. Six, yeah. Six and nine. Actually, it's even better. TJ Hawkinson has by week six and Alberto has by week nine. So they combined for the 69 by week. And uh, I think that's a projection boost. Uh, the people are not really happy in the chat about uh, this this uh, MVS and <clears throat> Sky stuff. They're also not happy about uh, uh, Elijah Moore. Garrett Wilson is a better pick. Is that, I mean, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was really good last year. He's awesome. But the so so like I, I get this logic of like they were both top picks, but Garrett Wilson was a little bit higher pedigree. Garrett Wilson is also the better fit in two wide receiver sets. So there's like a world where Elijah Moore is, is you know, playing sixty five percent of the snaps because he's only in when they're in three wide receivers. Like I get it. The thing is, is like this is it's actually a great lesson because we just watched the NBA draft last night, where it's like you look at these guys and you're like, holy shit. Chet Holmgren could be the greatest player of all time. But if Oklahoma City traded the like if they could have got Malcolm Brogdon for the two or whatever, they might have just done it. Because just having seen a guy be good in the league that you're wanting him to be good in, that is worth something because it's like uh Garrett Wilson is it could be anything, even a boat, you know? Yes. A hundred a hundred percent. Um I'm glad you brought up the NBA thing. We'll we'll get past NBA for you non-NBA fans really quickly. But I was um, for anyone familiar, OG Ananobi was being floated as a that, as a that was a better trader. example. Yeah, and it was like I, I was listening to pods, and they were like, I don't know, OG Ananobi would like go in the top three of this draft, and people were like, Will they top trade one. him for the seven? He would go. Like, he would go. He would win. He's the best he player. He's yeah. the best player in this in this draft, and they're like, Should you trade the seventh overall pick for OG? And it's like, Why would the Raptors trade him? Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing as the Jets. Like there is a there is upside to the uncertainty around Garrett Wilson, and I like Garrett Wilson. I'm drafting Garrett Wilson. Hundred percent. But Elijah Moore is a, has established himself in the NFL as a certain like. Um, I think it was Reeves that said this. Well, hold on, we'll we'll, we'll double back to this because I do not want to auto draft Gronk. Um, we need. I'm just going uh, to hit some guys here. In the I think really I think Dame, I think Damian Pierce or yeah. Uh, I, I don't I like. I don't. Can I can can I can 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 we do Isaiah? I don't. Spiller I don't. Over like, Damian I don't. Pierce? I don't like Spiller, but it's fine. Oh, it's, okay. I, I, it's good. You know, when, right, for, we're gonna my... we're gonna talk about that in a second. Yeah, we're gonna take Isaiah Spiller. Um, so. I think it was Reeves or someone. Maybe I'm literally just giving this to uh, shout out to to Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar. Uh, uh, 
I, I think he said this years ago and it has stuck with me forever where it's like when you prove a certain like skill, like you do something, you own, you own that skill set. You own it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore approved an, a certain level of play, and now he owns that level of play. It is obviously up to the Jets and Zach Wilson to continue to support him to be able to do these kinds of things, but he has proven to be a certain level of player, right? Yes. And going 100%. back to the bas- the basketball comparison, it's like OG Ananobi is like a like bordering on star level basketball player. You're drafting these other guys, Garrett Wilson, you're drafting that, versus like Chet Holmgren to hope that they become more than that. Right. You want superstardom, but like, but like I I can already get the star. (laughs) Like, like it's like what the way the, the, the cost benefit analysis of this guy has the potential to be a superstar, but this one's already a star. So like, I'll just take the already a star now and just run with that profit right away. And that's kind of how I feel about Elijah Moore. I mean, yeah, 100%. Like, he has already shown us he can get open in the NFL. He's the New York Jets Debo. I mean, he scored he scored two rushing touchdowns last year. He's so good, dude. Yeah, I'm also he's, biased. He's really good. I'm also really, 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 really biased because I play a lot of college football DFS, and Ole Miss has been a cheat code with Lane Kiffin for many oh, years. Right. Yeah. And Elijah Moore was, in my opinion, that his, his last year at Ole Miss, he was probably the best player in college football. Like, Lane Kiffin crafted an offense around a 5'9", 180-pound wide receiver and threw him the ball 15 times a game, gave him the ball on jet sweeps, put him in the backfield, and SC, Alabama couldn't stop him. No one could stop him. He was Say, unguarded. This is, my, this is my same theory on Wandale, by the way, which is just like you, you put this dude up Love against it. – It's like, it's like uh, I, I tweeted this to Denny Carter the other day. I was like, he might be slow. He might be small, but – he he defines got that dog in him. I mean, no one has no one has more dog in them than Wandale Robinson, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. If you're uh, if you're five eight, one hundred and seventy five pounds, playing running back and wide receiver in the SEC, that's probably a good thing. We gotta take uh, Zach Wilson here. Yep, I agree. Which pains me because uh, him and him and Mahomes, I think, might have the same bye week. I'm pretty sure oh, they do. Actually, I think I've do- I think I've done this on Underdog before. No. I, I, this is the bye week, correct? Eight. Okay, yeah. yeah we're good. We're Hold good. On. I guess I, I should go to the roster. Yeah. Bye week eight, bye week ten. Okay, good. Okay. We're good. So, yeah, Spiller, it's like th- my guy. There we go. We I go. mean, I, Wandale's, Wandale's combine times didn't make any sense to me because he just looks faster than that. That's all. That's all I got. I just am literally it's like a small every, man. It's the small man complex. You look really fast when your legs are going, when your legs are going. Really everyone, fast. everyone has their biases and it's important to be aware of them. And I am just extremely biased towards Wandell. I just think Me he's too. good. Yeah. I, I get extremely, but Elijah Moore is <clears throat> Elijah Moore. Wandale. Wandale is probably my new version of Elijah Moore. Same thing. I, 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 I love to get on here and talk about strategy and structure and, correlation and all this bullshit and like i do lean on that obviously like on the other that this is why these drafters drafts are so fun like you said is because i get to be like no i know better elijah moore is a fucking awesome football player yeah and i don't and i don't have to take dk metcalf or tyler lockett to to or 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 d eskridge in the 18th round you know (laughs) 
I don't I don't have to be like, oh, okay, Noah Fant is an awesome screaming value here catching passes from either Drew Locke or Baker Mayfield. Like I don't ha- I don't have to do any of that shit. I can just take the guys that I think are better and I think it's a lot more fun um this way. Let's see really quick. Uh the people are also on Dolchich. The people are not on the, the Oh, people are well, these people these people have been <laughs> misled by a false prophet. They have fallen, you know, they are wandering through the desert building golden Ooh. idols. You know, they just, it's uh, Corey Davis, right? Corey Davis or, or what's the running back situation look like? Oh, so no. Corey I, Davis. I, 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 do you like, you prefer, uh, you want the, we want the stack. Yeah. Do you yeah. lean on the double stack versus R- the rookies, Davis? Rookies are rookie? just, they're worse in this format. Okay. Let's stack it up then. You also have the benefit of uh, the scenario in which, <clears throat> You know, everybody keeps saying, like, oh, Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis are going to play in two wide receiver sets on the outside. It's like, what if Elijah Moore is just their best goddamn football player? They're not going to take him off the field. And what if Garrett Wilson, as a rookie, just struggles a little bit? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. And Corey Davis is not bad. I mean, do you remember last year preseason? Um, Two things from preseason last year that I will never forget. The Corey Davis hype, because his targets per route run – with the first team was like Zach Wilson basically never threw to anybody else because Elijah Moore was hurt in the preseason. Corey Davis, like they would play like 12 snaps with the first team and Corey Davis got like eight targets or whatever. I I remember, I remember that from the preseason last year. Yeah. And so he was one of them. And it's like, we've just like forgot that Corey Davis exists because they drafted Garrett Wilson. And like, I mean, I, I like, I prefer Garrett Wilson too, but like, what if the rookie is the one that's slow to come on and the guy who crushed last year, Elijah Moore, and the veteran are the guys who are like a little bit better. Like, w- why have we not planned for that scenario? Well, well. Also, in this scenario, Corey Davis might be like pretty decent for the first eight weeks of the season, and then Garrett Wilson is the guy. Hashtag the guy you need in week seventeen. But <laughs> yeah. but Garrett Wilson's week seventeen points are just a drop in the bucket here. Right. Right. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. It's, I think it's, some it, of those... you really it's so hard to break that brain of needing the points later in the season. But the the points in week two count the same as week seventeen points in this format. I know, and we're predis like we still want the breakout candidates, but there's a balancing but you, act. You, you need them. Finding... You need them cheaper. You need them cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of cheaper, we have a couple here. I'm I, a I big like Alex Pierce. I'm a big Alec Pierce fan. I like George yeah, Pickens. You, you know who has the dog in him, though. George if, 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 Wandale, if Wandale has, like, <laughs> like one dog in him, Pickens has, like, four dogs in him. Pickens, too many. Pickens, yeah, Pickens has too, too many dogs. Too many, too many dogs in him. Uh, I'm totally fine with George Pickens, though. But this is the great point about all this is you can get Pierce. These, are, these aren't like David Bell is a little bit of a later round pick, but you can get second round wide receiver draft picks with opportunity. George Pickens probably starts in three wide receiver sets. Alec Pierce definitely starts in three wide receiver sets for the, you can get second round rookie wide receivers in the 15th round of these drafts and still have your cake and eat it too. In terms of um, what we were just talking about, the cumulative format where like maybe Corey Davis is a little bit better in this format, but you still want to try to find the Justin Jefferson and like I Justin Jefferson and Amon Ra even last year, who was not very good for 10 weeks. 
still is really valuable in this format because anybody that can go for five weeks being the wide receiver two is really valuable. But like you, the cost and all that is more important in this format versus underdog where it's like, I give me how many shots do I need to take to find Amon Ra? I don't give a shit. I, I just want I because all I got to do is finish top two, and then I just want the playoff guys. You know, it's so different. Yeah. No. You. Yeah. I. I definitely. I definitely think you're right. Are we? Are we taking Sammy here? Fuck. I really. I, I really. Dude, I really like Robbie. I, I, I really oh, like I, Robbie. It's not even close, though. We're talking about a guy who's going to be the number two for the Panthers versus a guy who. Could, if if I told you that Watkins not didn't lead the team in targets but led their wide receivers in targets, would you would you be floored? Would that be the most flooring thing no, in the world? Okay, it's fine. Robbie just Robbie got taken. Thank anyway. you. God bless you, Krause thirteen, because I did not want to have to take the guy that's going to get cut from. Uh, no, dude, the Rogers, Rogers, Rogers was asked about the wide receivers in training camp, and Watkins' name was the only guy he mentioned by name. He was, he said, he said, I didn't well, read that one. I didn't read that one. I'll, I'll go, I'll go find it for you. Yeah. Um, cause I, cause I was worried by that too. You know, best ball mania, what did it open up on? Um, April, May, May, no, May, May like seventh or something like that. So, you know, whatever, you know, and I'm smashing Watkins then because he was around 18 pick or whatever. And yeah, it got yeah. like, I did 20 drafts and Watkins was my most drafted player. And I was like, all right, we got to. I gotta pull the reins back. I can't. I can't. I can't let that because because then that athletic report about him maybe getting cut came out. So I stopped. I stopped doing it. But then two weeks ago, Rogers uh, pumped pumped the Watkins bag. Uh, he said, "There's definitely going to be opportunities for him to make plays in this offense." I has everything. I think he has everything right in front of him to be as productive a year as he wants. I really enjoy playing with him, which is like most 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 quarterbacks. I'd be like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But Rogers is like, dude, if he doesn't like you, you literally are not getting the ball. It doesn't matter what you do. And we've seen that every single year. He's chased like, dudes out of the NFL straight up as literally, like, I can't be on my team. MVS got paid a a bunch of money to go play for the best team in the NFL, give or take. The best team in the in the NFL. He's been playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback for years and that dude hated him but he, he but dropped he dropped he dropped he dropped the pass his rookie year and so they were like all right you can only be on the outside and you can only run this one route because right. it, it, honestly probably the coaching staff like in their back of their heads they're like we probably like they know rogers is just not going to throw him the ball if he's running these routes so they're like well shit we got to have alan lazard or amari rogers or randall cobb run these routes because mvs could be wide open and rogers is just or sammy watkins or yeah. Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Because he won't, they won't throw, he, he, he won't, he won't. And Rodgers won't, it's, it could not be a greater transition for a player from Aaron Rodgers, Mr. I want to throw the fewest amount of interceptions in the NFL every single year. So I'm not going to take any chances to Patrick Mahomes, where I'm going to run around like an absolute madman and I'll, I'll throw the ball off my back leg 60 yards across the field, which is like, you know, the number one no no for for quarterbacks um and that's like perfect perfect for mbs but um anyway i think this is my first sammy share which really makes me sad how do you um like to structure your teams here so we are at we are at two quarterbacks two tight ends five running backs and seven wide receivers with four rounds to go 
Normally in the 20 round format, I still take a third tight end, even if I have ones okay. I like. Okay. Well, I'm not, we're not doing Gronk. I don't really love these tight ends here. We can yeah, come back. I, to I, we got uh, 10 seconds. What do we got? What do we got? White click a wide receiver real quick. I'm putting Nico in there. Are you a Julio guy or Mechie? Yeah. These guys, Julio is uh, Pringle. Actually. Pringle. Pringle is who I like. Yeah. I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't care between Pringle oh, and I took, we yeah, took, we took that, Nico because we turned out, but care. that's okay. Yeah, I don't care. That's okay. Same uh, difference. What's the difference between Brian Pringle and Nico Collins? Well, really, uh, the market has not realized this yet, but Byron Pringle is is a starting wide receiver. Yeah, on the with Chicago the, Bears with, with Justin Fields. Last year, we were like steaming Justin Fields up the board with Trey Lance, and like really excited for all of this. J- Allen Robinson was the third round pick. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, oh, David Montgomery. The entire Bears offense was expensive last year. This year, because Matt Nagy just ruined the entire franchise, and Fields was not very good. I agree. This year, we're like, nope. The ba- the Bears are the worst offense in the NFL. We're drafting them. Well, we're they dra- probably will be because I think it's like by design that they're going to really stink. But I don't. Pringles. He's Elaborate. also pretty. I think Pringles. Why? I think, why? But are they tanking? I, I think they're just pressing the reset button, and I think they're like, we don't really care about the results on the field this year. I just think but it's then one of those. A fields growth year type of thing and well that's so that's the thing is if fields is it's like uh you know if if if, uh if if he can be the rose that grows through the crack in the concrete then they have their quarterback but if he if he stinks this year it's not like i don't think they're gonna be like i don't think this is gonna be a a giant situation or a a jet a jet situation where they give him all these weapons next year like i yeah like i i just think they're they're just gonna take whatever they get with fields but they're not married to him by any degree i don't think so talk about it, the three tight end really, really, really quick thing. Even with, I, I guess this is totally fine actually with Alberto and Hawk. But are you doing it with, even um, even with Kelsey or Andrews? I'm doing it because how different are the distributions going to be between Austin Hooper and John Mechie? Like probably pretty similar distributions. And if you do happen to run into two really good tight end weeks, you can use both those points. It'll never happen. Like the, the odds of you getting uh, two tight ends who both score double digits are so low because most weeks tight ends don't score in double digits. And yeah. uh, it, it uh, again, taking a zero at one of these positions, if your guys both happen to be out, can't really come back from that. You got to be earning these points every single week. Whereas in, in a playoff format, uh, I think we need a running back here. Um, hilarious that we're on a stream and I do like James White. James White, Chris Evans, uh, Chris, Chris Evans, Johnson. Chris Evans is who I would take. I, I've been okay. I've been Chris Evans pilled by by Norris. Yep. So shout out to Josh Norris. I I I love Josh and I also love that we disagree on the Week 17 thing and it made him so mad. It's it created... so mad. It's so funny. Did you so did you great. did you watch the stream where I like broke his soul? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Poor guy. Poor guy. It, it led to it led to some like almost angry replies back and forth between like I loved Josh and Hayden are two of my favorite people in this entire in this entire industry and they are so good for this entire space, but their brains got broken like from that day forward for like a week or whatever, and like it actually led to like a little bit of like hostile back and forth, uh, where I was like like are you guys okay like I feel like like there's a little bit of hostility here you're like mad about the fact that like we're leaning on this week 17 thing, even though well, like, Josh, your company created this environment. We didn't, I didn't ask for this. You guys could have, they could have done what drafters did and created this format where we would never, ever, ever talk about week 17. 
Josh is uh, like he's old school, dude. He's like he's like player takes. He wants to know. He's who's also good very at- good at it. He's also yeah. very good at yeah. it. Yeah, he's had a lot of success, like identifying who is going to be good or bad at football. And obviously, you have to do that too. But like, I I always divide people into like, do you like fantasy football or do you like football? Like, do you like yep. games or do you like football? And Josh likes football, and I like football too. But I like games more. Like, I yes. like I like games. I like gambling more than I like football. It's 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 one of my favorite quotes that our our good friend Peter Overzet said um, on a show with me mon- months ago. Where he's like, people like to be right more than people like to make money in these oh, games that sure. we're playing. Yeah. So we're playing a game. We're playing a strategy game, but people prefer to play the uh, prediction game, the player take game, and that's fine. And like you said, in this format, it's a it's a little bit different because you do at the end of the day. In this format, if you don't if you don't find this year's Cooper Cup and this year's Mark you're, Andrews, you're and dust. This year's, you're, 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 you are completely dust. Yes. <laughs> so so it matters more. But in underdog, again, for uh, we'll get to this in a second. Um, third tight end, pretty gross. Pretty I, gross. I, I I think we just I think I, I think oh, we no. take uh, uh, don't Jonu. say Gronk. No, okay. I think we take Johnu. I'm down. I'm down to take Johnu. You prefer you prefer Johnu here over um a running? Uh, yeah, let's do Johnu so and I, then. And then Fun- do either a running back or wide receiver. Funnily enough, I would have taken Dulcich just because I have been like backdoor poisoned by Pat. Yeah. But but we already have we already have Alberto. Yeah. But but yeah. Dulcich is is generally in a twenty round draft, whether it be here or on DraftKings, Dulcich is is a lot of the guy the, the guy I'm taking is third tight end, which I don't even think is good. I literally just think it's like I have an opinion about that guy, whereas like I don't have an opinion on on jesper horstead or ricky seals jones like i just i just don't have opinions on those guys uh, i do have an opinion on ricky seals jones uh for the people in the chat he's daniel, the backup to daniel bellinger yeah, daniel bellinger yeah daniel bellinger is uh i'm trying to force myself so i like the elite tight ends like basically all the way through goddard i, I actually still call goddard an elite tight end i like all of the the really good tight ends like we drafted here, I also really like Alberto. I'm on your side of the Alberto debate, but I'm trying to force myself into some of these guys and da- like the Daniel Bellingers of the world, where I'm like, dude, there. We talk about ambiguous situations as it pertains to like backfields usually, but like we have multiple tight end situations that are like kind of ambiguous, and some of them are like really potentially profitable situations but we just avoid them because they're ambiguous but backfields were like diving in right the dolphins all the dolphins running backs get drafted because it's ambiguous tight ends it's like no giants tight ends get drafted but like what if daniel bellinger's dawson knox like the the same thing of dawson knox on the giants or the colts the, no colts tight ends get drafted that there's no target competition <laughs> In Indianapolis, but we don't draft any of the tight ends because we don't know. We just throw our hands up, right? It's Mo Ali Cox, it's uh, Kylan Granson, it's Jelani Woods. We don't know, but like I'm trying to force myself to take some more of those guys because I think the payoff is like so exponential. It's crazy. So I, I I probably would disagree with the exponential payoff because these guys are like never beating 150 PPR points. You know, it's like yeah, it's fair. like it's like so maybe. Like I, I would maybe even buy it more on like DK or on underdog where like three for 30 and a touchdown in week 17 might be good. Or just but two. It, three for 30 and two is like, is like tournament winning for right. your, week, your but, 18th round pick. 
But in this format, it's like the distribution of points between between Gerald Everett and Daniel Bellinger are basically going to be the same. I think okay, we, so we two, take six, another eight, wide three, receiver here. Wide receiver, I think so too. Um, let's look through here. Really, Devin oh Devin God. Duvernay is my last round guy. I don't know if he's gone. Jesus. Devin Duvernay and Tylen Wallace are my my. You oh oh, known. Dubes, uh, Tylen Wallace. Yeah, I mean Dubes, Tylen Wallace. I I can't I, I let let let's uh let's bet on the Packers. Let's do the yeah. dubs thing and just kind of obviously it's our ninth wide receiver. If if it takes two shots on goal to find that guy on the Packers, again, I, I think this is okay in all in all formats, but on here, it's like if we burned Sammy Watkins to find to find dubs, that's what that's fine. That's totally fine. Like you just want to find the guy. If those guys combine for 180 points in our lineup or whatever that's like a massive even 100 Huge. points if, if those guys if those guys combine to give us 100 points that get in our lineup stone like huge smash yeah and and that's i i do think that's a, a slight difference where we talk about like drafting like your right or whatever on on the other sites where you do have to be a little bit like ah, i don't want to i don't want to like uh cut off the ceiling case for another one of the players that i've drafted but on here it's like I just want to hit like the Green Bay is a situation where we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, maybe maybe it's neither of these guys and that's okay. But like maybe maybe either they ping pong, maybe they're both starting, right? Maybe they're both playing or we just took two shots. We just took two shots to find one guy. And I think that that's more than okay. And there's it's a little bit different. It's kind of like handcuffing almost your wide receivers. But with super late round picks, like if you could handcuff a backfield, with a with a seventeenth and a twentieth round pick, would you do it? I, probably. I pro- I probably would. I do that. But... I I do I do the hand cucking at running back all the time. Of course you do. Of course you do. I think it's I think it's I think it's one of those things where when we're doing best ball, like three years from now, we'll have the data to show that when you adjust for price, it's like obviously Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon or Zeke and Pollard is is horrible, but. Elijah Mitchell and Tyrion Davis Price or Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson or uh I how about how about CMC in his 18th round backup? You like literally I cannot be convinced that CMC and Foreman is a negative correlation. See, that one's so interesting to me. I have not been able to come around to that yet. I'm I'm very much <clears throat> so obviously um McKinnon got signed to uh to use your words funnily enough i've started taking some rojo mckinnon teams it's like rojo i think that i think that's i think that's clearly good rojo 12th mckinnon 17th or whatever round and it's like it's strictly a bet against ceh it's like if ceh stinks like if, if ceh plays fine he can still get hurt and i can win but if ceh stinks and Rojo is the early down guy, and McKinnon is the passing down guy. I'm winning. I like they can both they can both help me, and then I can have the the playoff potential. And I mean, I think it can work on on drafters too. My struggle is your Ceh example. Definitely the the Zeke Pollard thing, and uh, it, it's too tough for me. Dylan Jones with because cost is that that's a crazy cost. But I struggle to th- how you have to thread the needle with like CMC Foreman because. You, well, you I'll tell you. Me. I'll tell you how to thread it. CMC misses week fifteen. Not a catastrophic injury. Just is on the COVID list. Bangs his ankle up. Whatever. He misses one week. CMC teams die on the vine because they just lost their first round pick. 
you get 14 points from Foreman that week. You advance to week 16, and all of a sudden, you you have a super uh, you have a super rare CMC in in the semifinal. That's just, but that's such a like you have to predict a but, player but getting. Well, let's let's even say missing CM- one specific week. For the yeah, but it's what, what, what's your what's your mean scoring return on an 18th round pick? My yeah, guess, it's nothing. My but guess, the payoff on other guys is much greater, right? You find it. You CMC found you find Cordell Patterson or whatever. Sure, yeah, Rashad Penny, Cordell, Elijah Mitchell. I, whatever, I would right? I would say probably even the better the better scenario is that's less hyper specific is CMC misses three weeks and Foreman averages 16 points a game in the three games. That yeah, CMC like half misses. the season, maybe even like. Um, I mean, yeah. that's a slight exaggeration, but like he misses week six through 11 or something yeah. like that. And like every other CMC team is literally dust because he missed almost the whole regular that, season. That, that's it. really, that's really only it. And so that's why, like when you're adjusting, that's why like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon wouldn't make any sense or Zeke and Pollard wouldn't make any sense. Cause you're giving up a ninth round pick or Too much. 12th round yeah. pick or, or Dalvin. Dalvin or Madison, even even though Madison is like an automatic twenty five any game that <laughs> yeah. Dalvin misses, uh, but but when it's like or or Joe Mixon and Chris Evans, Derrick Henry and Hassan Haskins, like these guys where the market is like uncertain on who the backup is, so you can mm-hmm. get them for the eighteenth rounder. Like I I just even you could literally show me math. Like Hayden could run one of his fucking charts and be like, actually this is bad, and I'd be like, it's not actually, it's actually not. <laughs> I love that. I love that because I have a lot of the, I have a lot of those takes. That's like the only place that Hayden and I disagree. Where you know he's a very data data backed. Uh, I mean, to, guy. I I use like Hayden like the three tight end thing. I was trying to make this point. I didn't get there, which is like Hayden shows that even with eighteen man roster spots, a third tight end is good. So with twenty man, it's got to be because you're the opportunity cost of a roster spot going to a low scoring tight end is less. Like an underdog, you're giving up a running back or a wide receiver. But here, you like you're still getting those big positional allocations with the same starting lineup. So the third time is good. And, and on this team, we have the elite quarterback. We we have a borderline elite tight end, but not really. TJ Hawkinson's not really, you know, he's not Darren Waller, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. So let's team review really quick. And then we'll give away. And then we'll give away this ticket. So we started Dalvin cook out of the seven spot and then went to, went to Mike Evans. You snap, you snap called, Dalvin Cook and and Mike Evans. Can you talk like super super quickly about those are your guys right there? I mean Dalvin, I think Dalvin with like no head coaching turnover and the weird legal thing where the domestic violence thing that doesn't seem I think he's the second pick. Oh I mean oh third, over maybe. well Jonathan I to me Jonathan Taylor is not the one on one. He's just not like CMS. CMC so you would is. go back to you would go back to the the ADP of last year of last and year put CMC in behind or put uh, sorry put Jonathan Taylor in behind the one oh one and one oh two of last I year. I would because Dalvin's got what Dalvin's got to be a minus one fifty favorite to catch more passes than Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah, that, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. So that I just... and new like you new 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 that means he's got the Rams offense now. It's yeah, and, and this guy, so, like, I think there's maybe worries of continuity, but this guy who the Vikings hired is the guy who made Kirk Cousins good for the Washington football team. He was his offensive mm-hmm. coordinator there. So it's like they're just all in on doing what they're – like, they are just want to accentuate what they do well already. And I think maybe the market is thinking, like, oh, maybe they'll run less. But I would say that's probably good. Like, we don't need – It is good. 
they don't it need Dalvin good. to get 22 carries, like 16 carries with five targets, and the goal line work is fine. It is. It is good. Uh, also, I I don't think people know that uh, McVeigh came from the the Redskins football. They team. don't. They don't. Whatever. They don't Lineage. know. They don't know that that the that he Kevin O'Connell was ahead of McVeigh. McVeigh was the quarterbacks coach, and Kevin O'Connell was the OC. The Wonderkind. Yeah. Uh, was uh, was was Sean McVeigh. So then we go after we after we hit Mike Evans, we come back to Mike Williams. And Cam Akers, which was a, a fun, a fun kind of conversation and debate. Patrick Mahomes falls to the middle of the fifth round, and we just scoop that up to set up a chief stack. End up with Elijah Moore, MVS, TJ Hawkinson. Um, trying to follow the board here, but anyway, C. Pat, Rashad Penny, Isaiah Spiller, and Chris Evans at running back. Corey Davis to fill out a Jets stack. George Pickens, Sammy Watkins, Nico Collins, and Romeo Dubs for a, a little bit of a Packers bet with Alberto and Johnny Smith for a three, three tight end build. Uh, I am going to ask you before we uh, start to get out of here is uh, the John you take. I want to, I want to know the John you take. Well, it's basically just that I look at the Patriots roster. I looked at it. I, I, I love this fucking tweet that Hayden had. So Hayden was like, if the, if the Patriots ran a 53 man race as a team against every other team, a 53 man relay race, the Patriots would be 32 out of 32. They'd be, they'd be last. And I still think they're probably last. I, I actually, I don't know anything about their defense. Taekwon, Taekwon helps. Ta- Taekwon, Taekwon, Taekwon helps. helps. But I'm looking at their roster, and I'm like, Jonu is still the most dynamic guy there. He's still, he's still like, you know, they go through the whole offseason. And, you know, they talked about there was uh, a Nesson article about, oh, maybe they want to turn him into use check where he he's like an H-back and he's getting some carries. And I'm like, that's not terrible. He's got a little bit of contingent value with Hunter Henry. But mostly, yeah. I just think he's good. Like, and I never show David, David Kitchen this part of the show. But mostly, I just think he's good. Like, I just think he should be – I think he should get the ball more. And their depth chart is so – I mean, they have the most bloated depth chart in – football probably they have like six wide receivers who have to make the team and like nine running backs and but i don't it just feels like he should be on the field and get the like even if he gets the ball 50 times what does that come with like four touchdowns probably oh yeah oh 100 100 he might he might rush for two touchdowns so uh, i take him i take him here sometimes and on dk sometimes never i haven't taken him on underdog yet because you can get hunter henry in like the 14th there but Yeah. yeah that that's all it is um so one of just to wrap up the, as the chat uh, is with us on this dalvin take by the way i know i know they they really are there's and I, there's no reason to take derrick henry over dalvin not, literally not one and and it's all it's bad did i lose you or did i lose myself you your your Maybe airpods shut, the, your airpods shut off the, yes yeah B- I, four lost I, my, uh, yeah. I lost my ear. I, I was telling, I was telling Davis before that I'm having fucking AirPod problems, and in the in the midst, I'm like freaking out because I can't hear him anymore. And then I start to hear my speakers over here uh, with Davis's with Davis's voice. So all I was gonna say, really, to wrap up the Patriots thing, they were seventh in DVOA offense last year. I believe Josh and Hayden. Uh, DVOA is really weighted towards successful plays, though. So, right. so uh, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because the Patriots don't have very many incompletions. Right, but still, they were at worst than above average offense. What would you say? At worst, 
an above average offense, maybe something like that. Yeah, it's just they anytime they got down ten points, it was it was like uh you know it, it they were dust yeah. down ten. Yeah. What 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 would you say if we took out that Bills game where they threw one pass or whatever whatever whatever? whatever. I mean, my my guess is if you take if you take that uh, may, maybe the worst football game I've ever watched oh my uh, God. away. My guess is they're like a top five DVOA offense, right? Yeah. And they were, I believe, again, apologies if I'm misquoting. It, they're seventh in points per game or top five in points well, per game. Well, so so that's that's skewed too because they put up fifty burgers against the. Well, one was for sure against the Browns, and I want to say one of those Jets games they did too. But it was like JJ Taylor had three rushing touchdowns <laughs> in one of those games. Like it just, which it, which will happen twice this year. I don't know who it's coming against. I don't know what, but. One of those games, the Patriots are going to rush 43 times for 287 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely true. But we know that there's points to be had in the offense. Maybe it is one of the socialist offenses. And, and no, it's, it's very is. it's very similar to the Chiefs' offense, where all the guys are too cheap because the market doesn't have any certainty, and two or three of the guys are going to destroy their price tags. And, but the rest of them are going to be huge busts. Yeah, like you exactly. might you might get zero points from Devontae Parker, you know, yes. or something like that. Literally, Devontae Parker might never make your best ball lineup. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton might make your best ball lineup three times because he catches a seventy yard touchdown or or, or whatever. Yeah. But the but that's like kind of the point is that it's an offense we've identified we know is going to be pretty good. The quarterback doesn't run, so he's not going to you know siphon any of that production away so it's just the fact that literally every position on the team is uncertain that the like they are the cheapest offense in fantasy football and they're a for sure top 10 offense so like i i just want to keep drafting those guys so like john like give me some john who you talked about hunter henry and all that like just give me all these guys ramondre i think is my highest owned right ramondre you know i do these hits with people on their shows or whatever and i'm like you know they ask you for the league winner ramondre has been my answer I agree. You're also a, a homer because he's uh he's yeah, but he's a piece of shit. He is. He's a piece of shit though. He he got in trouble when he was at Oklahoma, so I'm not I'm not even claiming that uh, on him. Same same way same way with Mixon, right? Mixon Mixon was at OU, but he fucking Worse. broke the rules. Yeah, Worse, Mixon though. Mixon's an asshole, so I don't we don't we don't claim them. Also, they swept the Mixon thing under the rug like uh, crazy. Well, they, they yeah, good good. You know what? You know who's not going to do that? Will Venables. Good, good Salina boys from the same city as me. They're gonna suck now. Steelers are gonna suck now. It's brutal. It's <laughs> All right, we are going to uh, give away this ticket now. Thanks Let's to you it. guys for hanging out and uh, uh, listening to uh, probably all of our all of our bad takes. We got our entrance here. Let me uh, spin the wheel and see who's winning this puppy. Carlos says he only drafts players with criminal histories. Alan S. Alan S. I'll be honest with you. I don't know who you are. I don't think you posted anything in the in the chat. Please um, contact me, or I will try to contact you as best as best I can. Hit me up on Twitter. At me on Twitter. I'll find you. Or if you're in the Spike Week Discord, you can. It'd be actually much easier if you find me there. I will get you hooked up with your free with your free ticket to this drafters tournament that was a lot of fun davis uh let's see if we can do this uh, a, a few more times over the summer what do you got uh, going on 
over uh, the next you know few weeks. Next few weeks are good. Are good for me. It's it's all it's all gonna be good until like the start of August, and then I gotta get you know I'm getting married and shit. Yep. So it's like, get, do you do you actually know this? Can I draft best balls internationally? N- you cannot enter. You can if you en- you could probably enter a bunch of slows and uh, draft while you're while you're have, gone. Have you have you noticed this? When I, my teams when I do the slow drafts are bad. I don't, I, it's, I it's it. like, it's like, I'm not in my rhythm or whatever. So I'm just like clicking and I'm not thinking about it. It's like, yeah. I, but I've noticed that all my slow teams have a different texture and like look worse than, than my fast teams. I have the same thing where in, in theory, you're like, oh, it's a slow draft. I can look through all of who's available and all the correlations and I can make optimal decisions, but I never actually make that. It's like. I log into the slow and I'm like, I just pick whoever's at the top of the queue or whatever. I, I'm I'm not actually using what should be the things that are beneficial in the slow draft to my advantage. So it's like, why the fuck do I do the slow drafts in the first place if I'm not doing? The I don't even know my lo- I, I I don't even know my logic for doing the slow drafts. Honestly, no, I don't either. I don't. I, that's, I don't do them anymore. I yeah. uh, I don't do. Pete, them. I don't Pete do used them. to be a slow draft maxi. He's been converted. I know. We called him a beta boy enough uh, over <laughs> over yeah. last offseason. Also, it's just like I, you know, you have a finite number of bullets, anyways, and I like to do drafts to, like when I'm doing something to make the time go faster, like driving or working yep. out or whatever. So it's like I don't, I don't want to just waste it. You know, I, I like you gotta you gotta store up your dopamine. You can't just you can't just be <laughs> you can't be wasting those dopamines. You know what I mean? I've also mastered the skill of drafting while walking the dogs. And so Classic. I feel it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a habit. It's it now like it's be, like when I start to walk the dogs, I get like the itch to like enter, enter, enter a draft. You know what 100%. I mean? It's weird. It's weird what the underdog and then drafters and these sites have done to me. Yeah. They give us the, the Pavlovian response to slide. Do you now, okay. Do you on underdog, do you click the name and draft or do you swipe? Click the name. I swipe. You swipe really? Yeah. I think yeah. you're the first swiper I've ever met. You're you're the first swiper. Yeah. I uh so like my 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 like in draft like meta is I so I start from my first pick, right? So I take whoever, then I star all their teammates, then I star all their week 17 opponents, then I make my second round pick and I do the same thing, then I make my third round pick and my fourth round pick and by the time I made my fourth round pick a lot of the times you should have at least six teams starred, you know, all the way through. Right. So then you pretty much have a guy you're taking at every pick. Like it's, it's there, there, the distributions are like, you kind of already know you kind of, yeah. And then, and then you can start to backfill. So it's like, okay, I have this chief stack set up, so I'm not going to take another quarterback early. So I got to go star the late round guys. So I got to star Hunter Henry and Mac Jones. I got to star Zach Wilson and Corey Davis or Daniel Jones and Wandale. It's like basically by the time I made my fifth pick, I already know what my team is going to be. If eighteen-year-old Davis Maddock heard what you just said, he'd be so bummed out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be so bummed out. He'd be like, "Dude, that's not how you're supposed to play the game, bro." <laughs> like this is, are you? Josh, are you have, are you Josh Norris. Me? Josh Norris just felt a tremor. He just felt. He just like. He just felt a disturbance in the force. He was like, something's happening. He's probably not watching because like. it's not a company show. But he just, if he was, he just got up and fucking walked away like yeah. that. <laughs> like, how is that how you play fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football? But I know, it's um, so funny. Uh, 
everybody have a have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us. Shout out to Alan for winning the free ticket. Um, and and replying, Alan will talk in in the Discord. We'll bring Davis back plenty over the course of the summer. We got three months. We got three months to draft these teams and plenty more drafters teams. Um, everybody have a great weekend. Um, for for I always like I always like to do this for my dogs who luckily for the first time in like the a hundred streams. Did not make an appearance. This dude didn't move. I was almost like wondering if he was still alive because he did not move over here. But they did not make an appearance. And obviously for Davis's dogs as well. Uh, we will see you guys next time.